Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. Good all the time. Good all the time. Amen. All right. Well, turn, if you would, in your Bibles to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, chapter 27. The book of Acts, chapter 27. I actually had a different message for tonight. And while I was standing here, the Lord just almost like felt like he spoke to my heart and just said, won't you preach on this? And I said, okay. I've learned uh, in my ministry, every now and then the Lord will do that, and it scares me half to death. Because you don't never know what you're going to say. Of course, um, I guess we don't need to say nothing. We just let God say it. Amen. <laughs> That's right. So anyways, Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Let's begin there in verse 13 here in just a couple of minutes. Acts chapter 27, we'll begin there in verse 13. And I'm sure all of us at different times of our life, and uh, we've been through some things that uh, we've really wondered if we was how we was going to come out on the other side. Uh, wondering how, not only how we were going to come out on the other side, but maybe perhaps wondering if we would come out on the other side. Uh, I've heard testimonies and different things like that of just different stories that people's uh, shared with me and as we've discussed among ourselves, uh, different things that's taken place in people's lives that have um, really made them kind of wonder in their life, didn't know what to expect, don't know what's around the next corner. But I tell you what, I'm glad that I serve a God that knows, amen, that even though I can't see what's around the next corner, even though I don't know what's over the next hill, uh, that I serve a God that is omnipresent. And, and before I even get there, the Lord is already there. Uh, before I go around the next bend, God's already standing there. Uh, before, you know, I don't have to worry about tomorrow because God's already standing in tomorrow. I don't have to worry about next week because God's already standing in next week. And I don't have to worry about next year because the Lord's already there too. I don't have to worry about eternity because he's already there too. So no matter what time it is and no matter what age we are in, uh, the Lord is always there and he's always present. So let's begin here in verse 13. And I want to share with you some things tonight, I hope and pray, be a blessing to your life. Uh, as we think about the idea of going through some storms that we're not so sure about. As we understand that in life there are a lot of different things that take place uh, that come along very unexpected. Uh, you know, kind of like this morning. I think I told some of you about before how our refrigerator uh, messed up. Of course, well, let's see. Well, let, me, let, me run, let me give you the rundown. Because, you know, you hear everybody say sometimes things happen in threes. Well, I think for us it happens in fives or sixes. And so, of course, you know, we, our refrigerator had messed up and the lawnmower had messed up and, and uh, the printer had messed up and so, I don't know, there's a few other things. Air conditioner, there's all kind of stuff. So just by happenstance, this morning before we came to church, I was standing there in the in the kitchen, and we had already got a small refrigerator there to go with the other refrigerator that's in the kitchen. 
So we got a little small one sitting on the counter to hold some stuff. And then, of course, we got the freezer in the basement. And then another refrigerator. We got four refrigerators. I never thought this would ever happen. But it has. And so I'm just standing there in the kitchen this morning. And I'm looking over at that refrigerator. And I just start messing around with it. I just start pushing buttons. And I'm sitting there, and there was something that the guy had told Amy to do, and I'm sitting there holding these buttons in, trying to reset this, and, and you know, nothing really happened, so I'd do it again, and I'd do it again. I'm, now I've just gotten to where I'm just kind of playing with it now. And they make some weird noise, and I walk, and the whole thing just kind of shut off. And I walked away from it, and I said, well, I don't think I could have hurt it no more. It was already hurt. Next thing you know, I heard a beep. And I turned around, and I looked. I walked over to it and just got to noticing and realizing this light that was on. And so I clicked on it. I pushed it, held it in for a little bit, and it went off. And I started messing with the temperature, and it started working. I stole my goodness. And so I sit there, and I messed with the temperature, and it got back up to where it needs to go. And I think everything's working fine now, at least for right this second. But, you know, it just kind of that was just kind of something that got fixed on its own, and I wasn't even planning on doing it. But there are other things that happen in our life that take place that really cost us and we wasn't expecting we wasn't expecting any of it to happen. Now I wasn't expecting on the buying I wasn't expecting on having four refrigerators in my house. I wasn't expecting on the lawnmower breaking, I wasn't expecting on the air conditioning going out, I wasn't expecting on, you know, all these other different things that's taking place. But listen, these things happen. And when these things happen, what do we do? We don't, well, we can't say, well, you know, God's just so mean to me and all these things. Listen, uh, God's far better to us than we deserve. And so let's take a look at it here in verse 13. The Bible says, And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had attained their purpose, loosing thence, they sailed close by Crete. And so we see the Apostle Paul, he was on a prison ship. Uh, they were making their way over across the sea. And when they started out, everything was going really good. When they started out, everything was nice. I mean, it was fair weather and calm seas. I mean, the wind was softly blowing in the sail. Everything was looking good. Everything's going nice. Aren't those days so precious? You don't really realize how much, how precious those days are until you run into days that are not like that. How much you really value those times and those moments and those days where everything's really just going really good. And so there in verse 13, we see the Paul and, uh, and the other men that are on the ship, everybody that's there, and they're sailing off, and everything is going really well. Everything's going really good. Oftentimes, that's how it goes. We start out good. And then you get to verse 14, and something happens, and the Bible says, but not long after. Isn't that, isn't that kind of how it goes sometimes? Man, everything's going good. Everything's doing just fine. But just when everything starts going, doing good and just whenever you start looking around saying, hey, you know what? Next thing you know, something happens. It seems like it never fails. The Bible shows us here that not long after they left, not long after they set off, everything was going well. But not long after they left, the Bible says that there arose against it, it being the ship, there arose against it a temptuous wind. And so this great big storm came up and uh, uh, the, the Bible calls it a Eurycliden, almost like a, uh, just a big huge storm, not necessarily like a, uh, not necessarily like a, a hurricane, but uh, something that was just a really massive storm. 
And it came against this ship. And the Bible says there in verse 14 that it was something that came up to them and shows us there in verse 14 that obviously it was something they weren't looking for. But why? Because verse 13, the Bible says that everything was going well. Everything was going real good. But then all of a sudden you get to the next verse and there's a storm. You know, sometimes you can kind of see a storm brooming from a distance. You ever uh, uh, been outside, even yesterday, you're sitting outside or standing outside or, and, and you can see the clouds getting dark in the back and you say, you know what, there's a storm coming. Sometimes you can see these things happen, they're on the way. Listen, you know, back then they didn't have your cell phone where you can get out and look at the weather channel. They didn't have any of that stuff. And so here they are, they're just going about their business, just going about the same everyday little thing that they would do, coming from here to there, being, trans being transported. And then the next thing you know, they are faced with something that they end up not being so sure if they're ever going to get out or not. I mean, this, this storm came up and it began to beat, down, beat in their life and it was uh, something that they began to wonder if they were even going to die, as we're going to see a little bit later on. But what we see is it happened all of a sudden. We see that it came up upon them. They were not planning for it. They weren't expecting it. It was just something that happened. Listen, that happens in our life. We're just kind of going through life, and then these things just happen. We're not necessarily planning on it. We're not looking for it. You know, it, it just, it just kind of comes up in our life. And sometimes it's one thing, and sometimes it's two, and three, and four, and five things. And it just all seems to come in our life and just hit us one right after another. How many of you have ever felt like you've just been kind of beat down one right after another? It just keeps hitting you, and it just keeps hitting you, and keeps hitting you. And finally, finally, you just kind of look and you just say, can I get a break here? You ever been like that before? Can I just get a break here for a minute? Will everything just chill out? Will everything just calm down? Can I, can I just get a break for a minute? I just need some rest. I remember one day I was back years ago when I was driving a truck because I drove a truck uh, for a living, not on the road, but well, I was home every night, but drove a tractor trailer every day. And I remember I was backing up one, uh, one day out in the yard and I was dropping a trailer and I was uh, sitting there filling out my logbook and I looked up uh, because out of the corner of my eye, I saw a guy come out of a warehouse. The warehouse is in front of me and all the docks was right there. And I'm sitting there, and he comes out this door of the warehouse, and, and, uh, uh, and he stands there, and he's just kind of, he, it's just like a little, just a little dock, you know, uh, I'm sorry, a little staircase right here, you know, kind of goes down. And he's just kind of standing there, and he's just pacing back and forth, and he just looks agitated. He looks irritated. And I'm sitting in my truck, and I'm just looking at him. I got my paperwork in my hand, you know, and I'm just looking, I'm thinking, what in the world's wrong with him? You know, man, he looks mad. Next thing I know, he stands there and he says, ah! And I was like, what in the world was that all about? And I thought to myself, you know, he just needed to get it out of him, I guess. Because after he'd done that, he walked right back inside. I never saw him again. That's all I seen. He never said anything, never done anything other than that. He just screamed out real loud, and walked right back inside. And I thought, well, I guess we all have our moments. And I guess, you know, I guess he felt like that was the better option uh, of some things that maybe he was thinking of. Uh, and so he went back inside. Man, these folks, they was getting ready to need a break. They didn't know what was coming. And it came up all of a sudden. Uh, and they were wondering in the midst of the storm if they were ever going to make it through. And they did because uh, God's good. 
The Bible says in verse 14, Not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurycliden, and when the ship was caught, and when the ship was caught, they could not bear up into the wind. We let her drive. And so we see there in verse 15 that this storm came up and, you know, it's something that came up all of a sudden. Hey, and listen, out there on those seas like where they were at, I mean, storms would just kind of come up, you know, out, out of nowhere. Kind of like how in uh, out over here, sometimes during the summertime, all of a sudden you'll see a storm come in. Seems like it come out of nowhere. Boom, it hits real hard and it's gone. Well, I kind of like out there, this storm came up, something unexpected, nobody knows it's coming. But yet I imagine from a distance they see it's on the way and they begin to think, man, we're about to come into something not knowing how bad it was going to be. And the Bible says in verse 15 that it caught a hold of them. Notice in verse 15, and when the ship was caught... I tell you what, sometimes that's how we feel like we're in our life. We feel like, listen, we're, we're in this ship and we're trying, to, we're trying to get from point A to point B. Listen, I'm just trying to get over there, doing everything I can to get over there, and I feel like I'm caught. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like I can't go anywhere. You ever felt like you, was just, you couldn't go anywhere? You felt like you took three steps forward and four steps back. And you thought, man, how in the world? I'm trying to get over there. Why is it so hard? You ever ask yourself that? Why has everything got to be so hard? Why has everything just got to be so difficult? Because it seems like sometimes the most simplest things can be the most hardest things. And here they were. They were just trying to get from, from here to over there. Everything was fine. Everything was going good. But all of a sudden, they find themselves in a storm and they're caught. They're caught. And they're not so sure, by verse 15, they're not so sure if they're going to get out. He says, and when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind. So the ship wasn't able to be driven like it needed to be. The, ship, the storm was so bad, they couldn't steer the ship the way they needed to. The ship couldn't do uh, really what it needed to because the storm was so bad. And so the Bible says, we let her drive. We let her drive. That's what I do with my wife sometimes. I let her drive. Not so sure if I'm going to make it. I'll make it to the other side. I know that's going to happen. Just kidding. The Bible says we let her drive. You know, sometimes you get caught. You're not so sure if you're going to make it. And you do everything you can to try to get out. But it's almost like you feel like you're in quicksand. You're doing everything you can to struggle, everything you can to get out, but the harder you struggle, the more you move, it seems like the more you sink. And you're thinking to yourself, how in the world am I supposed to get out of this thing? The Bible says, you know what? They tried. He says we could not bear up into the wind. They tried to do something. They tried to work it out, but they couldn't do nothing. So you know what they did? They just let her drive. They just kind of let go. You know, sometimes we just got to let go and let God. Amen. Sometimes we just got to let go and let God. Let God have control. Because I tell you what, we can do everything. I'm, I'm not saying we should have some common sense and try to do some reasonable things in the storms that we're in. I, but I am trying to say that, listen, we got to understand that God is in control. He is in control. God does know what's going to happen. God does know what's coming. God does know all the ins and outs of every storm that we face in life. He knows the wind speed. He knows how high the waves are. He knows how many waves there are. 
He knows, think about this, he knows how many ripples are in the water of the storm. You say, he knows that. Well, he knows all the hairs that are on top of your head. He knows all the stars that are in the sky. I mean, the Bible says he scattered them out there and he called every one of them by name. And if he knows every hair, how many hairs is on your head and my head, which is getting fewer and fewer, and if, he knows, and if he knows how many stars there are, and he knows all the names of all the angelic hosts, and he knows all these things, every sparrow that falls to the ground, then he knows every ripple in every storm that there is. Nothing takes God by surprise. Absolutely nothing. Because God's always in every place at the same time. Doesn't matter what it is. Because God stands outside of time. And so outside of time, he sees the past like he's there. The present like he's there. And the future like he's already there. Because he's not affected by any of it. And he stands outside of it, not affected by it. And so everywhere we go, everywhere we turn, we see that God is there. And even when they couldn't do nothing about the situation they were in, even uh, despite all of their efforts, they said we let her drive. The Bible says in verse 16, in running under a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat. So they find themselves in this storm, and there in verse 16, they see that uh, as they are in this storm, that there's, there ends up being a lot of things that needed to be done. There in verse 16, the Bible says, we had much work to come by the boat. There's a lot of things to do. That phrase, uh, much work to come by the boat, has the idea of as we were in this storm and getting beat to death, there were a lot of things that we needed to try to secure. There were a lot of things that we needed to try to, uh, to hold down, that we needed to try to hold on to. Because I tell you what, when we're going through some things, we do everything we can to try to hold on to whatever we can. I mean, we don't want to lose anything. I mean, here they are, we're doing everything we can to hold on as much as possible. And so everything that's on the ship, all the stuff that they see that is valuable is uh, in danger now of falling off the ship, sinking in the water, losing everything they got. You ever felt like sometime that you was in danger of losing everything? I mean, out, out here, I mean, you know, we got material possessions and we got, you know, these kinds of things, but also just life in general. I mean, sometimes we're in a predicament where we feel like, hey, I might just lose everything I got. I might just lose my life. And here they were, they were doing everything they could to bolt everything down, to strap everything down, to tie everything down. The Bible says there was much work to come by the boat. How many times do you find yourself, man, I tell you what, when you're going through some stuff, it sure does seem like there's a whole lot of work that needs to be done now. Like you didn't have enough already. Like you didn't have enough already, but now, here we are, we're in this storm, and now we got to do this, and now we got to do this, and make sure this is taken care of, and make sure this is taken care of, and make sure this is done, and make sure this is done, and make sure this is done. And we are just running around, doing everything we can, so scatterbrained, doing everything we can to make sure everything's okay. Listen, it happens in our life. And the Bible says that there was much work that needed to be done. And when we're going through some terrible storms in our life, we often face that very same thing. 
we find out how much work that there is in this situation that we're in. And this much work, you know what it can cause? It causes us to get stressed out. How many of you ever been stressed out? How many of you ever felt like you probably needed to walk outside and just holler one good time? Yeah, I tell you what, neighbors may think you're crazy, but it might do you some good. Sometimes we feel like we just need to do that. And here they were, they were stressed out, I'm sure, doing everything they could, running around everywhere. But despite the fact, despite what was going on, isn't it good to know that in the midst of these things that we have a, that we have a Savior that can walk right on top of all that stuff? Walk right on top of all that stuff. Walk right on top of those waves. Walk right on top of that storm. A Savior that has victory. A Savior that commands the sea. The Bible says the Savior was out there in the boat and there he was fast asleep uh, with his head laying on a pillow out there and, and there was out there in the middle of the storm and the Lord fast asleep. You say, how can the Lord sleep at a time like that? Because he wasn't worried about it. He wasn't worried about it. Listen, we can't sleep because we worried about it. Maybe if we'd have laid down beside Jesus and cuddled up beside him, we wouldn't have been worried about it neither. Maybe if the disciples said, well, let's just do what Jesus is doing, maybe the storm would have went away. Think about that for a minute. Man, they were so excited. They were up running around. We're about to die. The ship's breaking apart. And what are we going to do? The Lord wasn't worried not one bit about it. But maybe... If we would have had the faith of the Lord and we just said, well, it don't seem like the Lord's too worried about it. So if he ain't worried about it and he's above all things, he's over all things and by him all things consist and he has all power, then I'll just, what if I just lay here right beside of him? And man, he don't seem like he's worried about none. So I, what's the point of me worrying about it? Who knows? That storm may have just said, Phew. the wind would have just stopped, the waves would have stopped, but we'll never know. You know why? Because they didn't have the faith that he had. Storm didn't stop because they didn't have the faith that he had. The Lord was going to teach them a lesson. And that lesson was in faith and how they needed to trust him. And there in verse 16, the Bible says that there was a lot of work to come by the boat. They were running around everywhere trying to hold on to everything they got. But we got a Savior that can save, that can walk on the water. All he has to do is say, peace, be still. And the Bible says that the disciples, when, when they heard the Lord say, peace, be still, that they marveled and they were amazed. And they said, listen, even the winds and the seas obey his voice. That's right. They do. Not only the winds and the seas, but the fish that swallowed Jonah, the gourd that he told to rise up, the worm that he created to go and eat it. The warm, vehement heat that he caused to come upon Jonah's head. The snow falls from the sky. You know, the Bible tells us that God tells the snow where to fall, where to go. It tells the rain. Every raindrop falls where God wants it to fall. You say, God's in the details? Yeah, he's in every detail, every single detail. There's nothing that happens without God knowing, absolutely nothing. The disciples, maybe if they'd have laid in that boat beside the Lord, maybe I wonder if that, if that storm would have stopped, but we'll never know. 
Bible shows us right here there was much work to be done there in verse 17. The Bible says, And when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship, fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands. So they struck sail and so were driven. And so they did everything they could. The helps were ropes. They began to try to wrap the ship up in cords and try to bundle everything up and tighten everything up. They tried to hold the ship together because the ship was being beat so bad that they weren't sure if it was going to fall apart. And so they were trying to strap this thing down, make it tight so that it held together. You know, we can use all kinds of earthly things we want to to try to hold the ship together, but they can't nobody hold it like God can. They can't nothing hold it like God can. And we'll do all we can to, to try to hold it all together and do all we can to, uh, and use earthly things to try to keep everything tight. But I tell you what, there ain't nobody can hold the ship together like God. The captain of my salvation, the author and finisher of my faith, there ain't no one that can hold this ship together like he can. The Bible says a threefold cord isn't quickly broken. And when I tell you what, when you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in charge of your boat, what do we need to worry about? The Bible says there in verse 17, they did everything they could to try to hold the ship together and, they, and, 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 it, and it wasn't working. So and the Bible says, and fearing lest they fall into the quicksands, struck sail and so were driven. And so what they were doing, it, it wasn't working out like they needed to. And so what began to happen? Man, they were filled with more fear. You know, it's impossible for faith and fear to stand in the same spot. It can't happen. Faith and fear cannot occupy the same spot. One's going to have to go. Now, either you're going to have faith or you're going to have fear. Neither, both cannot occupy the same place. The Bible says, I'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So here they were trying to hold this thing together. It wasn't working out. You ever tried to hold something together and it just didn't work out the way you wanted to? How many have ever tried to do something and you thought, man, I tell you what, this just didn't work out how I planned. This didn't go the way I wanted it to. This didn't work out how I wanted it to. Man, I've done everything I could to hold this thing together. I did everything I could to uh, so much effort and so much work and I put so much into making sure it was all gonna be okay and I put all this blood, sweat, and tears into it and it just didn't work. Because they can't nobody do it like God can. The Bible says there in verse 18, and we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And so here they were. The Bible says, shows us going into the next day, we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest the next day. This wasn't just something that kind of blew in today and just left tomorrow. This was something that came in and kind of hung around for a little bit. You ever had those, those, those ones that just kind of come in and they just kind of, those problems or those, those storms, they just kind of come in and they say, I think I'll just sit right here for a little while. I think I'll just plump down right here and see what I can cause See what I can stir. See how much damage I can bring. Yes, yeah, sometimes they do. Sometimes they do do that. 
The Bible says in verse 18, we be exceedingly tossed with a tempest. The next day, what happens? The Bible says they lightened the ship. You know what that meant? That meant they had to get rid of some stuff. They said, you know what? All this stuff that we was doing everything we could to hang on to. All this stuff that we was doing everything we could to make sure that we got to our next destination with everything that we had. Man, if we don't get rid of this stuff, we might just die out here. So they ended up having to throw stuff off the boat. Ended up having to get rid of some stuff. You know, sometimes it ain't fun having to get rid of stuff that you work so hard for to keep. Sometimes it just ain't no fun looking around and seeing your hard work go down in flames. I tell you what, sometimes it ain't no fun when you're, you're sitting out, out there on that ship and, 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 and everything's falling apart and you're not so sure if you're going to make it to the other side and, and you know within your heart, I'm going to have to get rid of some stuff in order to make it. And you start looking around, okay, what goes first? The kids or... Just kidding. I've only thought about selling y'all a couple of times. begin to wonder what's going to happen next. The Bible says they had to lighten the ship. They ended up having to chunk stuff off the boat. They had to get rid of some stuff. Sometimes these difficult situations come up and we got to make some difficult decisions. But you know what? Even in the midst of that, you know there's nothing that we can get rid of aside from our life. There's nothing that we can get rid of that God can't give back and that much more. You know? You know what all this is? I tell you what, God blessed us with a great building. God really came through for us on this place. And man, pretty much gave us a new building we was able to celebrate in last year, or some of it. And we're able to enjoy it right now. And our homes. And whatever else, the other things that we got. But you know what? It's all just stuff. It's all it is. It's all just stuff. I'm not saying I'm not thankful and grateful because I am. But what I am saying is it's all just stuff. I mean, I by no means want anything to happen to anybody's house, my house, a car, the church, or nothing. But really, I mean, what, what, I mean, what is this? A piece of wood? I mean, the Bible says the earth is his and the fullness thereof. There's a lot more wood out there. It may cost you five times more now than what it did a few months ago. But there is a lot more wood out there. What is this, carpet? It's just carpet. Sheetrock. I mean, what is your car? It's just metal. Well, it used to be metal. It's plastic and fiberglass now. But you understand what I'm saying. It's just stuff. Is it really that important? What's more important? What's more important, the building or the people that make up the church? Because isn't that what the church is? The church isn't the sheetrock and the pews and all that stuff. It's me and you. What's more important, the car? What's more important, all these little other little things? Or you and your family? You are. They are. Man, that's what means something. The rest of it, it ain't nothing really. God... 
can give you. Listen, we come in these moments in life. We have times of plenty and we have times of famine. And we kind of jump in and out all throughout life. Have you realized that? That all throughout life we kind of jump in and out. Times of plenty and times of famine. Jump in and out. And no matter what, no matter what, whether it was the times of plenty or it was the times of famine, God was always there and he was still just as good. And how many times have you been better off on the, on the other end when you came out than you were when you started? Man, it happens all the time. The Bible shows us right here, these guys, they had to get rid of some stuff. They had to throw some stuff out. Get down to verse 19. Notice the Bible says, And the third day, great day in the morning, we steal in this thing. The Bible says, And the third day we cast with our own hands the tackling of the ship. They were throwing everything out into the water. And verse 20, And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and so now we've gone past day three, we are now in many days and neither sun nor stars in many days appeared. They hadn't seen the sun. They hadn't seen the moon. They hadn't seen the stars. They haven't, you know, you hear about, I want to see the light at the end of the tunnel. They weren't seeing nothing. Nothing. In many days, the storm, the tempest, it is, is just taking everything that they got. Imagine the energy levels that they had at this time. You ever just had a tough week, and by the time you got to Friday, you was just like, oh, my gosh. You ever had a week like that? Yeah. That's where they were at. You can only imagine where their energy level was. You can only imagine where they were at, how they felt, what was going on in their minds. The Bible says there in verse... 20, when neither sun nor in stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, watch this now, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. And so now here they were going through this terrible storm. Now they weren't so doubted. They almost guaranteed themselves. We're not going to make it out of this thing. We're done. We're doomed. We're, yeah, this, we're finished. This is it. And the Bible says that, uh, that all hope that we should be saved was taken away. All their hope. They had no hope at all. They felt like they were in a hopeless situation. Man, I've talked to some people that felt like they were in some hopeless situations. Didn't have any hope at all. How devastating. That must be. How devastating that must feel. That all hope that we should be saved was taken away. It was over. They were finished. The Bible says there in the text, in verse 21, the Bible says, But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them. I tell you what, aren't you glad... Aren't you glad for the Apostle Paul? There in verse 21, the Bible says, after long absence. You know what that means? That means nobody was saying anything. Everything's got so bad. Things just got so irritable. Everybody was just in a bad mood, so the best thing to do for us is nobody just say nothing. So everybody just kind of sit, everybody just kind of sitting there going through it. 
silently together. Because everybody knows if somebody says something, ain't no telling, they may go over next. We're getting rid of stuff off the ship, and if you open your mouth, you're going next. Listen, we get that way sometimes. And, and we see the Apostle Paul, the Bible says, after long abstinence, nobody was speaking, nobody was saying nothing. They were just kind of going through this thing, trying to make it out that they had, all lost, they had lost all the hope that they had. And the Bible says in verse 21 that Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, now isn't that something? He said, y'all should have listened to me. I'm surprised they didn't throw him off the ship at that moment. But he did try to tell them, you go verses on back, and uh, earlier in the first part of chapter 27, when they all decided to leave, Paul told them this isn't a good time to go because there's storms out there that were going to get called in, but they didn't listen because they felt they knew better, and they got out there and got called in it anyways. And so Paul stands up and he says, y'all should have listened to me. And when he says that, he says, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. Verse 22, and I exhort you to be of good cheer. He said, how in the world am I supposed to do that? We done lost everything that we got. All hope that we should be saved is gone. And now you're standing here and telling us that it's all our fault and we're going to die, and you're telling me that I need to have good cheer. You're telling me that I need to be happy. You're telling me that I need to put a smile on my face. I'll bet somebody just wanted to poke his eyeballs out. I'm telling you. And there he was telling them, you got so much to be thankful for. You got so much to be had for. He says, listen, I know that we're in a terrible storm. I know that we've lost everything that we got. But you know what? You're still alive. You're still alive. It's all going to be okay. Hey, listen, even if we do lose all this stuff on this boat, even if we lose the boat itself, it's still going to be okay. It's all still going to work out. You know, one way or another, it's all going to work out. Listen, it don't always go the way we want it to go. Did the ship wreck? Yes, it did. Yeah, it did. Did they lose everything on the ship? Yeah, they did. Did they all live? Yeah, they did. They lived to see another day. They lived to start over. The Bible says in verse 21, he says, in verse 22... He says, I encourage you to be of good cheer, for there shall no loss of any man's life, uh, uh, man's life among you but of the ship. He says, listen, we're all going to make it. The ship's we're going to lose it, but we're all going to make it out. But you know why he said? He said, because in verse 23, he says, for there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. Now, isn't that something? He says, let me tell you why we're all going to make it. Because as we was going through all this stuff, as we were going through this storm, and we hadn't seen the sun or the stars in many days, as we was throwing all the stuff off the boat, as we was walking around all stressed out and mad and irritated and aggravated and, and, and part near about to throw each other off the boat, as all this was going on, you know what happened? The Lord himself come and stood by me. Isn't it nice to know that when you're going, when you're in those situations when it seems like all hope is lost, 
God is still there. He's still there. Where? Did the Bible say there in the verse? Notice, he says, be of good cheer. Uh, he says there in verse uh, 23, for there stood far from me. Is that what it says? No. Uh, for there stood close to me. No. For there stood, somebody said that, by. Oh, isn't that precious? Listen, he stood by me. He was there. You know, if you're standing by somebody, that means you're standing so close to them, you can touch them. Does that make sense? You standing beside of them, that means you're so close to them that you can touch them. And Paul said, listen, as we were going through all of this, do you know who stood by me? Do you know who was here? Man, the God that created the heavens and the earth. The one that called the land out of the sea and rose it up. The one that told the ocean, you can only come this far. You know, every time I go to the beach and I see every wave come in, I say, you know, God told that wave it can only come this far. Every time. The Bible says that God appointed the bounds of the sea. You know who stood by me this night? The God that commands the waves. The one that can walk in the clouds. The one that can walk in the water. The one that breathed in a man's nostrils the breath of life as he formed him out of the dust of the earth. He is the one that stood right here, right beside of me. And I'm telling you, there ought to be no, uh, there ought to be no, uh, perhaps maybe no other greater thing that'll make a, a Baptist shout than the idea of knowing that the creator of the universe has a desire to stand beside of you when you're going through difficult times. And no matter what storm it is, that he has a desire to be right there with you. Not far away, not close by, but right there, right beside of you. The Bible says there in verse 23, For there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. And verse 24 saying, what did he say? He said, fear not, Paul, for thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Man, what a blessing it was for them. They all lived because God had a plan for Paul. And that's something. They all lived. Of course, God could have handled that too if he wanted, but he didn't. He said, fear not. Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. He says, I got a plan for you. You know, you know, no matter what you face, no matter what you go through in life, God's got a plan. I mean, we quote the, ver we quote the, the chapter and the verse all the time in Jeremiah. How God knows the plans that he has for us uh, to give us a future and an unexpected end. That he has a plan for every single one of us. And we go through these things in life knowing that God has a plan. We don't know how it's going to go. We don't know what we may lose, what we may gain. We don't know how many bumps there's going to be. We, we don't know how many sunny days there's going to be. We don't know how much it's going to rain. We don't know how, uh, how many storms we're going to face. We don't know any of this stuff. But we know that God is there. And we know that God has a plan. And the Bible says there in, verse, there in verse 24, he said, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. 
And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Now, God could have took out all the other men, but he didn't. But I tell you what, and and what a blessing because we see that all these other men, they made it out to the end because God was being gracious. And in other words, he was saying, you know what, Paul? I know you care about the the lives of all these people and I know you're trying to reach out to them and I know you're standing up here in front of everybody and now you're preaching to them saying, you know, that he's the God that I serve and uh, the God that I belong to. And and so he says, you know what? I'm gonna give all of them to you that maybe perhaps that through this, They'll see just how mighty I am. So God gave the lives of all those people to Paul. There in verse 24, he says, God's given thee all them that sail with thee. None of them were going to die. They were going to lose the ship, but it's just a ship. You can build another one. It's just wood and nails. Verse 25, he says, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Why? Why be of good cheer? He says, because I believe God. Now, if there is one thing that should make us all shout tonight, it should be the fact that no matter what we face, if God tells us something, we can take it to the bank. We can trust in it. We can believe in it. You can put everything you got into it. I mean, if the earth is his and the fullness thereof, and he owns a cattle on a thousand hills, it all belongs to him. God can do what he wishes. He can do what he wills. You know, I can write you a check. I can write you a check tonight for a million dollars. How many of you like me to write you a check for a million dollars? My wife would. I can write you a check for a million dollars and I can sign my name on it, but you know what? It ain't going to mean too much. If I wrote you a check for a million dollars, would you take it to the bank? No. You know why? Because you don't believe in my million dollars. And you have a good reason not to believe in my million dollars. Because I ain't got nowhere near it. But I can sign my name on it and I can write it and I can make it look good. I can even make it look fancy. I mean, I can sign the little fancy letters and I mean, I could do some calligraphy on it, sign my name on it, and do a real good job at it, and sign it over to you, and it ain't going to mount to a hill of beans. You know why? Because my name don't mean too much. But I tell you what, if, let's say, somebody else that owns a big business who is a millionaire wrote a check, and they put their name on it, you'd probably say, okay, yeah, I'll take this to the bank. Why? Because you know that they have it. It's kind of like with God, we can trust in God. We can believe in God because we know that God is a man of his word. The Bible says he cannot lie. And if God said that this is what I'm going to do, if God said you're all going to make it, if God said everything's going to be okay, then it's all going to be okay. You can take it to the bank, it's all going to be okay. You don't have anything to worry about. There in, there, in verse, uh, there in verse 25, he says, Sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. He says, I believe what God told me, it'll be exactly like he told me. And that we ain't got nothing to worry about. It's all going to be all right. It's all going to be okay. And I believe it. I believe it'll all be okay. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. And we'll just stop there.
But as we close, just understanding that as things get out of control in our life, even when we don't see the sun or the stars in many days, and even when things get chaotic, and we feel like all hope is lost, we always have the Lord that is standing right there with us, right there beside of us the whole time. I wouldn't want it any other way. Let's pray tonight. Father, we come to you this evening. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, I pray tonight that you would use the message to speak to our hearts. Uh, that, Lord, no matter uh, what we go through, no matter what we see, uh, that, Lord, you are always there. Help us, God, to walk by faith in our life and not by sight. Help us to keep our focus concentrated on you so that we don't sink like Peter. Help us, Lord, to have faith. For without it, it's impossible to please you. I pray, God, that you would give us a good week. I pray that you watch everybody and keep everybody safe. Bring us back here to our next appointed time on Wednesday night. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.